0: On new adventure. Welcome to the Let's Take a Journey podcast,
1: where life is an endless expedition,
0: and happiness is the journey. I'm Nay, And I'm Cass. On this podcast, we'll be talking about life and embracing the detours.
1: Don't forget to follow our Facebook page at Smith Now, let's take
0: a journey. Hey, y'all. What's goody? We back again with episode five. Episode five? That was such a question. It is.
1: I Mean, it is a question. Is this five or four?
0: Or is this god dang? If it's five, we're thriving, we're thriving. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, y'all. I hope you guys are ready today. We're talking about growing up, you versus me, as in nay versus cat. Yup, I got a couple questions. He doesn't know the questions at all, like, I literally just wrote them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in danger. (laughs) I'm dead. So, basically. We're just gonna talk about the questions that i have and you know i may learn some new things i don't know y'all will learn everything that y'all don't know <laughs> and yeah we're gonna get all up in it. my bin all up in the bin all up in the bin so we're gonna get into it so the first one is what was it like when you were two to five years old
1: two to five i believe i was still living in i believe stone mountain georgia because at that time, I was living with my grandmother because she bought a house out there.
0: Okay. Were you in like any daycares or school or was your <sighs> grandmother just taking care of you?
1: If my grandmother wasn't, then my parents attempted to put me into daycare. But I always got kicked out of them because I'm a very introverted person. And that came naturally from birth. Like I was a very, very friendly person, but very introverted. So when it came to interacting with other kids, I was not having. I was like, yo, y'all kids are stupid. I'm not stupid. (laughs) I can't hang out with y'all. Y'all trying to put sticks up y'all nose and stuff and play around. I'm trying to wait for lunchtime, nap time, and trying to get out this place. (laughs) You know?
0: (laughs) Literally like baby jail to younger kids. Well, me, I definitely was in New York at the time. I didn't come to Georgia until I was like, I believe it was 10 or 9. So I was in New York. My mom was working, I believe, like two jobs and going to school at the same time. So around that time, I wasn't in daycare or anything like that. I was actually being taken care of by my grandmother as well. (laughs) So I was always over there. And sometimes, like some weeks, I actually wouldn't see my mom until like the weekend because she worked at the hospital. So I would stay with my grandmother literally Monday through Friday, like It was basically like a daycare, but she was my grandmother. But she also took care of other kids as well. So it kind of was like a mini daycare, honestly. I was with her for a while, actually. I would say between two to five. Like, I would go less as I got older. Because, you know, I would either go to my dad's house and be with my sisters. Or my mom would end up not be working some days and I'd just stay home and stuff like that. So that's where I was. Just living my kid life. (laughs) (laughs) Kicking rocks and picking up sticks. (laughs) In New York, uh, you don't pick up nothing that dirty. (laughs) 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 Mm -mm. But we definitely was like thriving, going to corner stores and getting candy. And the candy that's, like, 25 cents for real, for real, y'all. Like, y'all don't know about that in Georgia, okay? So, have you ever been bullied? And if so, when and for how long?
1: Oh, my God. Have I been bullied? Yes. Very much so. Now, my bullying started when we moved out of Georgia, believe it or not. Like, as soon as we moved to Chicago, instantly got picked out of the crowd the first day of school. Oh, you have a weird accent because they said I talk like a white boy because since for me coming from georgia listening to backstreet boys and shit like that you know Mm. they was like oh you you weird you have a southern accent so i became a target for from first grade oh my god my bullying did not stop until we left chicago so all the way through first to fifth grade and then a little bit in sixth grade but then that was like when we was living in Chicago so once we moved back to Georgia that's when it stopped so
0: was point. it just about your accent or was it like just- it
1: was at first me having a so-called southern accent to me just just being the easy target people got adapted from first grade he's like yeah this is the kid that everybody picked on so everybody that knew that came into the school it was like oh yeah this is the person we talked to so it was just like hey just mess with Kyle Ooh, his name is Kyle so let's call him Cow. Moo, like when I say kids are childish, like every day. Oh, cow. Moo. I was like, bro, how y'all really bored. Like you all just saying this since same. first grade. Like, can you leave me alone? No, nah, and I'm going to kick your shoes at, at playtime. For what? Because I don't like your face. Okay, cool. You know, all right. This is not fun, but it's the only thing that made it bad. Like overall, I got used to it but it was like an annoyance. And the only reason why I had to get used to it, because I didn't have any type of parental support about that. Like, I remember my very first day and ironically enough, it wasn't the kids that started my bullying, believe it or not. It was the teacher. And I still remember like, I still remember that that teacher, her name was Miss Mackey. This lady looked me dead in my face. was like, you, you're a country ruin, ain't you? I'm pretty sure you have some pro- problem spelling.
0: Dang. Bitch didn't bold. even
1: know that I was dyslexic. I didn't even know I was dyslexic, but that, that that's disrespectful looking back. You know what I'm saying? Like,
0: Dang,
1: I was a whole dyslexic kid, you know what I'm saying? You telling me that? So the kids just picked up on it. It was like, Oh, yeah, look at this the southern boy, like he's a little white boy, want to be a little white boy. Look at him, a little light skinned self. So, okay, all right, what's, what's happening? I remember getting in the car, they was like, How was your first day at school? It was bad. Nah, the very first thing I heard was, Well, you better not have another bad day. Yeah, if you have another bad day, I'm gonna get in your ass. You didn't let me tell you what happened.
0: All right, shoot. Tragic. Tragic. No bullying. Okay. I don't know if any kids listen to our podcast, but if you do, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but no bullying. Okay. Bullying is a terrible thing. It and is. it's like, you bully somebody and you think it's just you know kids being kids no that could affect in the long run okay it can affect somebody negatively in the long run because so many that.
1: kids miss out on opportunities and and i mean that in literal terms a lot of kids miss out mm-hmm. on doing certain things and or getting involved in their school because of bullies and teachers not taking proper precautions to stop bullying they either egg it on and or be like oh well ironically enough this kid is always telling me how this other this specific kid is always doing something and he's always in trouble but i never asked to see what the kid's doing or ask his side of the story just oh punish this kid because i was one of those kids that will be oh kyle did this i didn't do anything well the whole class said you did so you did it Okay, so you're not catching the drift here. I'm sitting right here in front of you. You should know if I'm saying something, doing something, but instead, you're just saying that everybody else, all the other little kids that's the same age as me, just they're telling the truth and I'm the liar right now. Yeah, okay. Well, here I go, packing my stuff again. I'm going to the administrator's office. I'll see you later. Every day, it got so bad that coming to school, I sit there to see, okay, how long will I be able to. Until uh, I get kicked out of this class and sent to the administrator's office. I think my fastest time was 20 minutes. Still remember that day. Sat down. Kyle, why are you looking at me? He keeps threatening to hit me. Kyle, go to the administrator's office. Damn, that was fast today. Shit. <laughs> I, like, she was like, you just don't care, don't you? I mean, you send me to him every single day. Me and him are cool. He come in here
0: like, oh, oh hey, Kyle. You, you going to do some schoolwork?
1: Yeah. All right. Well, you, you stay here until lunch. All right. Just trash. so bad, man.
0: And y'all, bullying can start at any age don't be thinking oh my kid get to elementary school my kid get in middle school now bullying can start at one especially if your child's in daycare it could very much start at any age and y'all might think it's just innocent they can't talk and stuff like that yeah but if you're that parent that just let's just just slide oh yeah it's okay they just bit a child it's okay it's just biting they can't talk that's where it starts right there If you don't try to, not even discipline, but talk to your child, let them know. Stuff like that hurts. Regardless, words hurt. Physical actions hurt. That's where it starts. Right there. Y'all, mold your kids. Trust me.
1: If your child's one of the bullies, you need to get your stuff in line. Because, obviously, you have a very violent household to make a child mimic that because children mimic their parents and i mean this in the truest forms your kids are a reflection of yourself if you're looking at your children like why are you so disobedient why are you so disrespectful think about what you say and do to your own children because just like every child on this planet they are born with no knowledge their f- first set of knowledge comes from their parents so if you are have that violent tendency you can expect that violent tendency to be in your children when they go out in public. They do exactly what they see their parents do. They say what their parents say because they don't know what to do. They don't know how to interact with people like you would do. So they copy you to have some type of social life. Well, this is what my parents do, so this is how I'm supposed to be towards other people. Seriously, evaluate yourself. Don't sit there and just try to brush off that you are not to blame for what your child is doing. But at the exact same time, set an example be a better positive example for your children and you can actually see way different results
0: on my end i don't recall ever being Bullied. when i was younger elementary school i don't recall ever being bullied have kids been talking about me behind my back yeah possibly i generally never been in a fight like i never had an issue of bullying to my face now i believe wholeheartedly that people talk behind your back at all times literally when you're a kid all the way up until now as an adult people talk behind your back and will not say nothing to your face and i feel like that's how it was Basically, my whole childhood, even in New York, I wasn't in like the hood part of New York. I was like in the suburbs. So it wasn't like I had like black friends and everything. Like I was in the neighborhood and went to the school where I was literally. The only black girl. <laughs> like, I was literally in the school. It was probably like four black girls. But with me being mixed, it's like, everybody's like, oh my gosh, you look different. Like, you look like you're a mixture of everything. And I'm just like, I don't know if that was racist. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm so confused, but okay. So it's like, People were trying to be my friend only because I looked different. But I generally was really shy back then. So I'm like, nah, I'm good. I only had like one friend in high school and she was a white girl. But I'm just saying, like in New York, like how I grew up, I never experienced like any type of bullying or anything like that. I usually kept to myself ninety percent of the time and I didn't like sleep in other people's houses or anything like that. Like my well, mom be like, go to your friend's house, go sleep over. And, no, I don't want to, I wanna be in my house. Well I gotta go over there. And when I moved here, it's kind of the same thing. Like I I didn't start sleeping on people's house until high school is when I got my friend group. I usually kept to myself. And in high school, people probably did talk about me because, you know, I was chunky, but nobody ever said anything to my face. So I didn't have any issues with bullying then, which I'm happy about. But at the same time, growing up with five brothers, I got tough skin. So even if I did, there was nothing I didn't say that my brother didn't already say to me that morning. So, (laughs) (laughs) And that's tough love. I am very close to my brother. But he was always like, you're ugly. And I'm just like, okay, what more you got today? Bring it on now. I can handle it. Like I got very tough skin. So nothing anybody says hurts me because at the end of the day, I look at myself every single day. What are you telling me that I haven't already seen? That was my life. Did any big changes happen in your life in elementary school and or middle school? On my end, I'll make this quick. Honestly, nothing. (laughs) Outside of me moving to Georgia, that was the only big change that happened. Me and my mom, my brother moved out here. Big
1: change moving from georgia to chicago was a big change for me at first because i mean i only did one year elementary school my very first year kindergarten in georgia and then right after that went straight to chicago had to go through that whole notion all the way up to sixth grade and Then moving right back to Georgia. So elementary school was a change to middle school, going from being in sixth grade, considered elementary school in Chicago, to being like, yeah, I'm in the middle of my sixth grade year. I'm still in elementary school. No, you're you're in middle school now. Wait, what? I don't have a middle school graduation? Nah. Okay. But that transition, I would say one of the biggest, considering that it was a whole shift from elementary school into middle school, and that's a whole big change as is, to be Literally thrown in there with a whole bunch of people that had years to adapt to each other before going to middle school. And then it was very awkward for me because, like, I was that kid, especially in sixth grade, where I always kept a hood on. Like, I already don't like people. And now I'm around a whole bunch of new people where I have no friends. I don't know anyone. Everybody's looking at me sideways. Like, look at this kid. Who is this kid? It got very weird. To that point, it was just, all right, how much longer are we going to stay here to move again? Then as yeah. soon as you finish middle school, moved again, and then again. Like, the amount of time I moved in my whole entire life is crazy. In early middle school, I looked at people, I was like, I don't care. I'm probably not going to see you that long either way. I'm going to move eventually. But then when I was hoping for the moves that didn't come,
0: so what do you wish that you could tell your younger self now
1: that you're older? Something I will tell myself don't fall into temptation. stay true to your beliefs. believe in yourself and don't let others dictate what you should do and how you should do it for your own happiness because that was my biggest fault is falling to falling victim to everybody around me, everybody's hero trying to be the glue that keeps everything together. When in actuality, I was the one falling apart throughout it all.
0: I would tell myself, everybody don't need to be in your business. And everybody is not your friend. I had a pretty good life. My mom worked hard for the things that she did for me and my brother. And yes, my dad was there as well. But with them being not together, I didn't see him as much. Once I moved to Georgia, it lessened the older I got. So it's like my mom was there for me through literally everything and all the choices she made was literally for me and my brother but there was a lot of choices that i made in life that could have very much been avoided for many reasons so i would definitely tell my younger self not everybody's your friend you're not here to please everybody and for once do stuff for yourself for a change now growing up i'm like It's not wrong putting people first. It's not wrong with putting your husband first and your kids first. But it's like to a point where I genuinely don't care about doing anything for myself, like at all. And that sounds really bad. But I'm telling you, it's literally like embedded in me now where I'm like, I live to take care of everyone and please everyone that I love. And like I will put myself last. Like once everybody's taken care of I go, okay, now I can go get my nails. After about 2 years. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> so that's what I would tell myself. And the next question is, what do you wish you could change back in high school that would help you as you grew up? Well, I changed in high school. High school just In general, what do you wish you could change like in your life if you had that ability to change since you were a kid that would help you as you are now?
1: I think if I can at least just go back to high school, I would put in the application to join the career academy at the school I was going to so I could have got ahead on college credits of the different things I went to school for as well as gave myself a warning, don't talk to this person just be about your stuff play your video games graduate high school go about your business because there's nobody here in this building that's worth your time well with one exception my best friend <laughs> my fucking brother my friend my other half like aside from him other than that everybody in that school can get thrown away <laughs> the administrators the teachers throw me the trash
0: what would i change trash. back in high school it goes back to what i said before You don't need to tell everybody what you got going on in your life. And that's where I messed up in high school. I talked too darn much in high school because it was my first time having, you know, a friend group and all that. Especially friends that were my skin color and stuff. So I was new and I just felt like telling all my business is what I'm supposed to do. That's what girl talk is, you know. That's all I got to say because at the end of the day, I didn't have a hard life it's just a lot of decisions that could have been avoided that I wish I didn't do at the same time a lot of choices I could have made people that I had in my life that I should not have but (laughs) if y'all do have any questions about you know our life you could drop it in the comment but this was a little short but I hope y'all enjoyed it but my last question that will go into the next episode is do you believe your past can have a negative effect on your future Mm -hmm. what do y'all think (laughs) so yeah y'all i want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to the let's take a journey podcast
1: if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to subscribe rate and review see
0: See you you next next Saturday. saturday Welcome to the Let's Take a Journey podcast.
1: My life is an endless expedition.
0: And happiness is the journey. I'm Nay. And I'm Cass. And on this podcast, we'll be talking about life and embracing the detours.
1: Don't forget to follow our Facebook page at SmithHQ.
0: Now, let's take a journey. What's good, y'all? It's been (coughs) a minute. (laughs) It's been a week, but to me, it's been a minute. Y'all missed us. Come on, y'all missed us. Don't
1: lie. Don't (laughs) lie. Tell the truth.
0: So, yeah, y'all. So, I know y'all's probably like, hello, where's the episode? What's going on? They, you know, falling off a little bit. No, that wasn't the case. So we did record Mm y'all. Okay. And as y'all know, in the last episode, we did mention what was coming next. The past can affect our future, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. That's a huge topic for us. And not only us, but it's a huge topic for my husband. So we recorded it and I still have it. maybe eventually y'all will hear it when he is comfortable enough to post it or want me to post it. But, you know, at the end of the day, if y'all rock with us, y'all got to respect our decision. At the end of the day, podcast is not going to stop. I still got topics on topics, y'all. Topics on topics Topics on topics. So it's not to say y'all will never hear that one. It's to say not right now. Okay. So that's why we missed a week because I wasn't about to rush trying to record something else after doing that one. But we back. And today. We talking about cheaters, so we back with a banger. <laughs> we
1: all been there. We all we dealt with a sneaky, sneaky pinky, a <laughs> sneaky Rolling pinky. Stone. <laughs> I'm Rolling
0: Stone. Where's the sneaky pinky? I don't know. <laughs> That's always that something your grandma would say. It's sneaky pinky. That's what you, you got out there two timing. What? I heard two timing. Last yeah. time I heard
1: that I was heard like that. elementary school. Like, there's so many names for them. It's crazy.
0: <laughs> but yeah, y'all. So we gonna talk a little bit about you know cheaters about what we've been through and things like that but Mm -hmm. as you know no names will be said okay we don't do this no we ain't gonna get no clout on me no no (laughs) let's get into it so of course as y'all know i got questions but it's not really questions for him directly it's literally questions for us both to answer yeah so let's get it what is your definition of a toxic relationship?
1: I think you should start off with this one. I want to hear your thoughts on this.
0: My definitions on a toxic relationship would definitely be someone who doesn't make you happy, someone who constantly is putting you down, no matter all the positive things that could be happening in your life, is constantly looking at you like you're not good enough, someone who does not believe in you and believe in You succeeding and doing all of the dreams that you want to do, but you have that one person who's supposed to be, you know, your light. That one person who's supposed to be your forever. They're sitting there looking at you like, no, you don't do this right. Nah, you suck at this. Or my friend and her her boyfriend or my friend or his girlfriend, they're doing this, but you're not doing this. So what's wrong with you? So I'm going to go out and do this. Like, that's what I believe, in my opinion, of a toxic relationship not having that person who's really rocking with you, not really rock with you, but want to be with you just because of, oh, I don't want you to be with this person or be with other people. I want to be with you to basically trap you and keep you so I don't have to see you with other people. That's what I see as a toxic relationship.
1: I mean, that that makes
0: perfect sense
1: because in the exact same hand, they could also be a person that will be the down of your life and can be the complete darkness of everything that you see positive but still want to be with you because like hey what if i'm wrong and what if this person do make it i'm gonna still stick around just to cash in on that and then that's when you start to see you have those certain people who dealt with relationships that ended with mm, i'd never really fucked with you n- not even a little bit but you made money so it benefited me, mm-hmm. like in I guess in recent you can say just the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp situation. Yeah, like you really think it's love, but it turns out it's not Actually. sweet on the other side. Yeah. That's crazy. Like to have someone literally look at you and you believe wholeheartedly that this person is supposed to be the positivity in your life. You like you know I really believe I can do something, and they turn around and be like, yeah, you should, but I don't believe in you or. Hey, I'm feeling a little, like, uninspired. You know, can I get some motivation? No, you should just quit. You know, like, toxicity can go in multiple different directions in a relationship, especially when it comes to trying to understand the other person and understand the other person's wants.
0: And, like, stuff that they enjoy, like, especially when it comes to, like, gaming and stuff. And toxicity, it's, it's not even only in relationships. It could be in family, too. But, like, you have people over here, and your dream could be, like, my husband playing the video game, Right. And not just playing a video game, but actually being a gamer. Like as y'all know, if y'all don't know by now, gamer gamers be making mad money, yo. <laughs> like okay, don't don't be don't like, don't sleep. sleep on them. Don't sleep. Okay, so that's an actual career. Let me tell you, it but, takes
1: skill, understanding, and complete focus, mm-hmm, and to and understand, like, oh my god, <laughs> patience. <laughs> when people look at video games, it's just like oh, well, you're just playing the game. It's just a game like you're playing a board game. When somebody is just sitting there gaming with no ambitions, but then they just on and off playing the game, they don't really care. That's different compared to somebody that'd be like, yo, I'm trying to get as much time in on this game. I'm trying to learn every bit of this mechanics of these games, how it works, how to process, how to be better at this game Mm -hmm. to not just be good at the game, but also Mm -hmm. make it into a living, a livelihood Mm -hmm. like Mm-hmm. I can sit here and stream what I learned, show all the skills that I gained mm-hmm. by taking time, being patient with this game, and it turned into a lucrative thing. And a lot of people will look at it as like, no, well, man, say you gonna stream like, okay, you're done. Like I want you to come do this. I want you to come be with me. I want you not get off the game. You're not gonna like why are you being in the game, that's that's childish. Like how yeah. often I heard
0: That is just like, Wow. And I used to be that person, y'all. I used to be that person when we first got together. And I can honestly say, it's okay if you don't know. Like, till to this day, I hate admitting when I'm wrong or if I don't know something. But back then, I legit hated acting like I don't know something or being like, oh, I don't know. I don't like admitting that. So at that time, I didn't know how professional and how, like... Career-driven gaming was because at the end of the day I have mad brothers. All I saw was them play the game, but they didn't go nowhere. What did they do playing the games? So I was like, it's just a game. Why are you getting mad? It's just a game. Just, that was my main thing. Always saying it's just a game, but at that time I did not know. So it's okay to say you don't know how serious the games are. It's okay to say you don't know anything about streaming or you know making YouTube videos about gaming. Just say you don't know. I don't know how serious it is. Hey. Bay, let me know what's going on. Why are you getting so angry during the game? What's going on? And why is, you know, this so serious to you? You know, get to know your significant other because at the end of the day, what their dreams are can actually benefit both of you in the end. Don't instantly look at it, them just being in the room, just playing the game. That's not just what it is. If they're looking at it being a career. Now, if they're just doing that, just do that and they don't spend time with you. I mean, y'all got to talk. Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: <laughs> I was just about to say that. Like, y'all, y'all got to talk because, like, right. at the end
0: of the day, he could
1: just sit there and just do it off on the side and just have a couple of drinks and stuff like that because he's unsure whether if he wants to take it seriously and if you're going to take him seriously because I know it's not just men but and women, like, there's gamers that, will sit there and just play the game but be too scared and or nervous to make that step to, to be a content creator because they wonder what their significant other would think and or not just significant other their family would think of them okay. you know like are y'all going to support them are y'all going to be like you're not going to mouth anything are you going to be the typical person that just downs every single aspect of a dream that they have of doing it you know so if you have somebody that's into gaming around you in your home friend family sister cousin brother like don't be that person like that's not going to get you nowhere it can at the end of the day if you can see yourself doing it for if you can see yourself doing it long term this is something that you believe wholeheartedly into do it and the exact same hand if you see somebody putting their all into something that you can never see yourself doing but doesn't mean it's not just because it's not for you it's not for them don't down them support them give them that room give them that space let them grow be their light don't be their darkness don't be their negativity that's you going back to being toxic exactly
0: and that's <laughs> you we're back awesome. full circle so were you ever in a toxic relationship and if so why did you stay or did you stay
1: oh i'll start with this one <laughs> okay have i been in a toxic relationship yes Oh my God. Like, I can't even say just one. Like, I I was Prince Charming falling, like trying to be the carry the Mrs. to the sunset type guy and trying to be that super nice guy and stuff. But, you know, it's not for everybody. And if you're the guy that, that wants to do that, don't do that. Just be true to yourself. Because those people that might want to catch yo, the ride on your chariot is not the best person you should let ride on your chariot, bro. I'm I'm trying to tell you. and. The main instance I could think of, right, in a toxic relationship I was in, my very first one was minor, but then this one is, like, the big, big one. Mm-hmm. This relationship, I believed that the person was really good at talking. They're really good at talking me into staying, like, trying to make it work, like, but making them believe that they were not this person that they turned out to be in the form of, like, saying that I was raised to be a proper lady. I was raised not to cheat. I was raised not to, you know, be disrespectful and stuff like that. But then in actuality, it was all of the opposite, you know? And for me being young, I always believe, like I said, like I was Prince Charming, like trying to be the knight in shining armor. So I was like, you know, maybe it just need more of me. They need me to be more attentive, but that wasn't the case, you know? I stayed in a toxic relationship for a, This toxic relationship for six years. When I say that the complete end, when it officially ended to find out throughout all those six years that it was so much infidelity, so many lies and to have nothing positive come out of it, to literally have everybody that I known and met throughout those six years to hate me for all of these crazy ludicrous things that never even happened. It's just like, yo, I, I leave for the military, I'm serving the country, active duty. I come home. Hey, I haven't seen you in, in, in a quite a long time. What's going on? All oh, we don't like you. We don't fuck with you. We heard about you. We know what you've been doing, huh? Aside from getting shot at, <coughs> aside from all the crazy shit I had to deal with in the navy, when did I have the time? I had all eyes on me twenty four seven. And that whole relationship, it turned for me to keep that relationship going was like, okay, at this time, I don't know who I have in my life and I'm in a situation where I can die the next day. I have no room whatsoever to just uh, cut people out of my life because I don't know what's going to happen. But then to realize that was the worst decision for my life because it, it left so much trauma and all at once just a big explosion. Like I consider that point in my life that those six years leading up to the very last being a whole nuke of my life. Because aside from everything that I dealt with in childhood growing up to going into the Navy to a relationship all being piled up just like that final year family relationship Navy bomb okay three things that's like the biggest things that I could possibly dealt with in my whole entire life all explode at once leaving me just like constant questions like bro I wasted six years of my life to try to keep this relationship try to mend relationships and At the end of the day, it led to a big bomb left in my brain. Don't get stuck in a situation where you don't know the person. Let alone, if you're going far distance, doing long distance, do yourself a favor. Call it for the safety of you and that person. If y'all not able to be together, do not be together until you know that y'all can be together. Just saying.
0: All right. So... What is a deal breaker for you other than cheating?
1: For me, a deal breaker to break up was catching a red flag of, like, less attentiveness. Like, if you know when someone's just like, all right, nah, I, I'm just not interested to be around you. Like, you can catch that hint. Like, you can catch that vibe when somebody would rather do something else rather than hang out with you rather than, or um, not saying, like, them playing the game or Going to do something that they're invested in working, you know, playing sports and stuff like that, whatever it is. Not saying that, like, they rather do that than be with you because it's no different from you working your job. (laughs) So it's more or less like, okay, hey, I was too busy to talk to you right now. Or you send a text message and then they give you, like, all right, you're done. Or you call them and then the phone call is just super short. Yeah, I
0: can agree. Like being in a relationship where it feels like you're just. A bother.
1: Yeah, because you're like, okay, I know you're not working. I know you're not streaming. I know you're not playing football and stuff like that or training or working out. Like, you're not doing a thing that you're investing your time in. Like, this is your free time. Like, what's up? You know? Mm -hmm. You can't even talk to me? Oh, I'm too busy. Nah, that's a... A big red flag. What are you and why so... can't you
0: tell me what you too busy? Because if you're creating, you know, a future, let alone a bond with someone, you should be able to be straight up and let them know, oh, I'm busy doing this. Why is it a secret? Secrets are not good within a relationship now. If you do it, you're like, don't tell, don't tell my friend. Okay. But in a relationship, there shouldn't be no secrets unless you plan on not being with that person, like exactly in the future.
1: There's, there's no situation where a secret has to be hidden. Like, especially if you see yourself being with the person and if you're married, like you can't hide anything. Like it's not to say like you have no privacy. It's just, if somebody needs to know if you're okay. It's your significant other hiding what you're doing is just plain disrespectful. How can you say you want to be with somebody if you're just not gonna be with that person? Like they they can't know you. You want to be a secret, like you want to yeah. hide things from. What's the purpose in that? Like how do you, how do you see the love in that? Because at the end of the day, I rather my wife know everything about me, mm-hmm. to what I possibly could be thinking to. You know, if something goes on, she needs to know because in the exact same hand, you need somebody to talk to. Their significant other is there for you to talk. There to understand your feelings, understand who you are and what's wrong to know how to help you. Mm -hmm. So at that point, it's a complete deal breaker. If you don't want to know me, for me, you don't want to know what's going on with me. you just rather be in your phone, out doing God knows what, being God knows where, and not saying anything to me. All right. For example, in, in Guy's case, I peeped that you went out with your homegirls and you didn't say nothing, no text, no phone call, no nothing mm-hmm. all night. Then just next day, hey, hello? <laughs> it's You went out yesterday and you just poof. Oh, my phone died. Yeah, that's a W for you. You had your fun. Now, your bags are packed. Go ahead and leave. Been there, done that. And when I say that is, if you're a person that done that, you know who you are. That's <laughs> utterly disgusting. Just don't do it. Don't be that person. If you don't want to be in a relationship and you want to be with other people, just don't. Exactly. Just just, just leave. Just
0: be all out there. Fly with your
1: wings. <laughs> I'm telling you, men out here, 25 and up especially, they, they hey. look for wives. And women, if you're at that age and you still want to party, okay, fine. Don't get in no relationship. Don't lead no man on. Don't do none of that. Stay to yourself. Keep on partying. Because all you're doing is just hurting people and you're just going to leave yourself sad and alone. Men included. Don't be that person. Just stay out the relationship. If you can't be faithful, if you can't see yourself, you're not ready to tie the knot, get married.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Just stay out of it.
0: So I'm going to mash up questions because I'm not really trying to go deep into this one. But it's the whole title anyway. Why did it end? we going to mash it up, but also what are the red flags? So what would you tell people who are wanting to get married? What should be the red flags that it should look for before getting married? But as y'all know, we got cheated on. No need to go deep within this situation, okay? I got cheated on. He impregnated a person. Dang, she just she said it so casually. <laughs> 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 she just said <laughs> dang, I need to hear this. I'm dead because that's how it literally was. It just (laughs) happened so casually. So you just dropped it on you? Just like, hey. No, it didn't drop it on me. And it's crazy because the person was there like the whole time. They, he knew her. Because they worked next to each other. Like, one building was next to another building. It happened, and I didn't find out until she was already pregnant, you know, two months later. So, yeah. And then she called, oh, I'm pregnant. And then he goes, don't leave me. But she's pregnant. Bro, what? Huh? After you crashed my car? Okay. (laughs) 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 Like, bro, I was in therapy
1: and everything. And (laughs) crashing cars and then just dropping babies off. (laughs) And just being like, hey, I know I fucked up your car, and I know I dropped the baby off in in another load,
0: but you know. And they're going to throw it in my face. But you made me feel like you you was going to leave me and cheat on me. So you beat me to it? I'm like, what? i was so confused i was like bro how
1: so it turned into a race
0: <laughs> like let me cheat on her first but she cheat on me what like <laughs> oh let me cheat on her first so if she is breaking up with me i got a reason for her to break up like that it made absolutely no sense but you know that's the small little shortness of why it ended glad it ended amazing about you, babe. How did it end for me? Mm-hmm. How that ended, it was
1: literally like I said, it was a nuke going off in my life. When I say it was so many things, so many people were coming for it. It was like a Me Too movement of the situation from different guys to supposedly female friends to one was a, her best friend, but that was beefing with her at that second. Snitching on her, like everybody was like, No, she was with this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, sleeping with this guy, talking to you, talking about you to this guy, to us about this. So I'm just like, Hello, hi, you know, I remember me. I was the, the the guy back in the day, you know, I was just a dancer in high school, you know, what I'm saying, you know, just <laughs> busting, killing it and stuff, you know, now I'm I've I'm, I'm served my country, like, bro, let me tell you about my trip. Like, first of all, I'm generally confused, and I'm just like, Yo how did it go from everything's cool this stuff is not real to everybody throwing bombs from year after year after year start going as far to the very beginning to year one of the relationship just like oh okay so in other words everybody named mama knew who she was mm-hmm. but i was the complete clueless dummy of this whole situation just like yeah your girlfriend is a cheater oh yeah you know her ex she slept with her ex huh yeah the the first year huh
0: what meanwhile oh, they were oh, together I... for a couple of years yo
1: well I and let me tell you her response was the dumbest thing I heard in my life she was like well I just didn't feel like I need to tell you I just had to build it up for myself because I wasn't comfortable to tell you yet
0: huh so this I had started to get, I had to get ready and and willing and Deep down in my heart, get ready to tell you. But it was so hard for me to tell you that I cheated on you. <laughs>
1: right! Like, <laughs> and to put it in context, like, just to go as far as to the the first time to the last time this all happened, like, the, the cheating. Her first to last time, right? The first time this situation was an ex, as she said, oh, I just went to his house to go um hang out. First of all, you're in a relationship. Should Why are you going to your ex's house? No man's Why, house like, in general. Saying this... Girl says she got off the bus and walked to his house with him, and then oh, he tried to stick it in, but it didn't go in. And I fell off the bed and I left, so it didn't really count. We didn't do nothing. Girl, you went to a guy's it, house
0: for a full
1: intent just because yeah, you, and you your, couldn't fathom your how legs to do were it was still
0: open and it still touched you. Because like, in order for it to almost go in, it had to touch you and exactly. So it's just like, <laughs> yo, what does that make
1: sense in your head? to the very last person was with a guy I used to consider him a friend that it turned into, oh yeah, this is my new relationship now. Bro, so you know what type of person she was all these years and yet you have a problem with me so much because whatever God knows she told you, whatever lie she, she told you about me. And then to put it worse, she was messing with your so-called best friend too y'all were pretty much tag teaming this girl that you wanted to make your wife that you know that she was a cheater right so to the fact that she tried to get involved with me and tried to get me to fight him tried to get him to fight me but i'm a veteran my hands are registered lethal weapons i'm not going to fight anybody i can serve some serious time for that shit why would i risk my life just to fight somebody because this girl wants drama in life to the point where she just Messing with all these people just to try to get a a fight, trying to get a reaction. Why? Mm -hmm. To just like, oh, well, I don't know who I want to choose. Well, I can choose for you. After finding out all this stuff, I didn't know all this stuff was going on these years. And put it all in perspective, the very first time, when we first started dating, in the very beginning, I caught wind of a possibility, right, that it could have happened. Broke up with her immediately. Cut off. I had multiple people. Throughout that school, come to me saying how bad she, it, she was crying. It was not true. People are lying on her name and stuff like that. It's not the type of person you are. She is and stuff like that. And it was so crazy because the first time she cheated, like I told you that whole incident, somebody hinted and literally was like, yo, you should check. She might be cheating on you with her ex. They didn't say a name. They just said her ex. I knew only three different people at that point. Went right over my head to all these years later to find all this. I was like, nah, I'm not finna to sit here and be in this relationship with you anymore. You can have him. Y'all can have each other. You know who type of person she is. Have fun. I'm done. My life is literally exploded up. I have too much to deal with right now. In no situation where I'm going to sit here and waste more years of my life to know that this person that I thought was supposed to be my other half, the positivity in my life was everything opposite. It had had to end. It had to end. It had
0: to go. She was
1: a... Up, she was for the streets and to this very day she is 100 <laughs> percent, without a doubt deal for the streets by herself
0: so last question these are basically be a little tip what are red flags what are red flags to you what is your red flags let alone what should people look for before marriage
1: for my men right if you are sure literally sure wholeheartedly like you know for a fact she is going to 100% support your dreams and you want to support her dreams. You know how many kids you want if you want kids and she understands that. And it comes to an agreement, y'all have to have that talk. Children is a big, big factor, very big. So men, if you know you don't want kids, you need to voice it because in the situation, there's a lot of women and then it's mostly every single one will want children. You're going to eventually want children. Everybody will want children to carry on the legacy, whatever have you have that talk. Know that the person that you are choosing to marry is somebody that you trust. You can turn your back to and make, and she, you know, for a fact, she will have whatever you're lacking and vice versa. At that point, she's a go. But if she has those friends and I'm getting close to the mic when I say this, if she has that big group of friends that boundary need to be set you understand what i mean and i mean what i say because if if she has those friends that be like girl you need to if she said nah, my girlfriends go i'm sorry all the everything that i said before is just null and void i'm I'm telling you it will destroy your relationship it will destroy your possible marriage because they will literally give any reason possible to negate the happiness of your relationship when it comes to those groups you know You seen it, my men. Y'all see these certain girls that have those big groups of friends that has, okay, why is she involved? Why is she giving you input on how to be in a relationship with me? Why is she giving you input of how to be with me? Isn't she single? Why? It would destroy your relationship. I promise you. So have that talk. If she is literally willing to be with you, as my wife will explain, you will understand. There will never be everybody else over my significant other at the exact same time with my friends and your friends. If you have a group of friends, if they have anything negative to say about the person that you see your life with, you got to reevaluate your relationship in the form of who your friends that you so-called consider friends that's telling you not to be happy and let her know, okay, I thought this was my friends. And, or how do you feel about these friends? Do they give you any off vibes as well? Have that talk. It's all around a better situation for your life and your mental health because you do need your friends, but you don't need toxicity from friends. That's not what friends are for. Now, it's from a woman's perspective, for Mm -hmm. a wife looking for a man, what are red flags to look out for?
0: Red flags to look out for most definitely is someone who's not there, right? Someone who is also not your light. Someone who's not your motivation at least be if they're not positive for themselves is at least positive for you and the things that you want to do so that being said what you should look for in whoever you're trying to marry you know when you make that decision definitely look for someone that you can bond with that you see yourself literally growing old with if you don't see yourself growing old with them or if you see yourself eventually probably getting annoyed of them keep pushing if you can't take on the I don't even call it a burden if you can't take on all the pain and all of the things that your significant other has been through and you're not prepared for that keep pushing if you are not ready for whatever passion that your significant other has and you're like I don't see this going anywhere or why are you doing that or you're looking for somebody who got mad money or whatever. And you're that type of person where my man gotta go to work and da 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 and I wanna stay home with the kids. Keep it pushing. Come on now. At this day and age, you I understand that, you know, you wanna be home and chill. I'd be wanting to be home and chill. But at the end of the day, that being a woman and being able to work for your own money, that should be a push for you. You should not instantly want your man to do every darn thing for you. You need to keep pushing if that's your mindset at this day and age. Come on now. That's not cute. Now, if you want to be, you know, stay-at-home mom and all that other type of stuff, or just be home, make that happen. But I don't like that women instantly expect their man to do everything, and that's vice versa. I don't like that men mm. like women to do the cooking, the cleaning, and, you, you know, it's a lot. So have that, be... like, have that bound, like the, yeah, like that equalness, like if you need help, don't be afraid to be like, yo, can you hey, help me please. Can you, can you wash the dishes? You know, like, right? you know, like, don't be afraid. Because at the end of the day, now if you're that woman that don't say nothing and you are cooking and cleaning and all this other stuff and you're just quiet, now you're mad. And now you got an attitude and then you take that attitude out on your man and they looking at you like, bro, why are you mad? Because you didn't say nothing why they're mad, but then you mad because they're on the game and stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you're looking at them like, you're not helping me not understanding, you, you never ask. ask. You never, never ask for help. And I know it is annoying for some women to ask for help because I'm that woman. Same thing for me. Can't men. stand asking for help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'm always trying to do stuff by myself. Like, anything regarding our son, I'm trying to do it by myself. Anything regarding cleaning the house and stuff, I'm trying to do it by myself. And then I'll be that First one to be like, man, I'm tired. Always complaining that I'm tired and stuff, not understanding. You never ask them for help. Mm-hmm. And that's the vice versa. He don't be asking me for help and stuff like that. And they be stressed and be. So have that connection, which is significant other to the point where if they don't even know that they're upset, but you are so close to them and you look in their eyes and be like, yo, there's something wrong. Be that light. Be able to fix it because at the end of the day, any negativity, any you know, darkness that tries to cloud over your house, over your relationship, it sticks and it affects both of you. I cannot stand negativity. So I will be quick to try to fix any type of cloud that tries to come up in this house. I ain't got time for it. So if you have to be that light sometimes, be that light, but also speak to your significant other, okay? If you need a break or if you need some time to, or if you want, you know, stuff around the house to be split in half, Sit down with your significant other and be like, yo, can you do the dishes? I and mean, can you do this? All right. And then when it's all fine and dandy, we all chilling, let's go watch the movie. And yeah, I ain't got to stress. You ain't got to worry about complaining done. that you just did everything no, by yourself. No, tag if team. You, tag team, exactly. Combine it together. Do it together. Wash the dishes together. So if you... Are look in to marry someone, and you're looking to be in that serious relationship. Be prepared to literally be your partner's other half. If you're not trying to be somebody's other half, don't go in a relationship. Just be friends. Just be for everybody. <laughs> you know? You know? Be for the streets. Be for the streets. I hope y'all enjoyed this, you know, podcast. We was everywhere a little bit, because I know I was up and down with... But- you know trying to answer the question so hopefully i I definitely answer my own question that i wrote (laughs) down i'm dead (laughs) but if not and if y'all do have any questions about this podcast and about our past relationships or any advice at all that you guys need definitely hit it in the reviews so thank you for tuning in to the let's take a journey podcast
1: and if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to subscribe rate and review see See you you next next Saturday. saturday